from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Cons and cons. It's confidence and concerns. What are you most confident in? What are you most concerned about when it comes to the four schools, four football teams in the ACC that reside here in the state of North Carolina? Uh, Dennis, as always, we start with the team that was off the podium. That's Wake Forest. Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, it got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? We'll take the bad news. What are you concerned with when it comes to Wake Forest? I'm concerned this team's just going to pack it in. Four and six going into your last couple games of the season. You're thinking like, ah, we got a couple, couple, couple tough games coming up here. Let's just go and get this. Let's just go and get to the off season. Let's get a break. My concern is the running game. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's like high level uh, abstract art, and then it's like. I drew an apple, right? It's like, mm-hmm. it, it's it's such different wavelengths. Uh, this is more than just the passing game not opening windows, which which I think does happen, right? When the passing game is so disrespected, the running game suffers. Uh, they had 18 carries for seven yards this past weekend. Yeah, it's not good. That's the reverse of good. Uh, so I, I'm concerned that something they had leaned on as a confidence earlier in their year is losing some of that luster, and uh, and thus the concern is born. What's your confidence for Wake Forest? Uh, not a whole lot uh, <laughs> when it comes to them. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I really don't have any confidence in Wake Forest in these final two games. You're on the road at Wake Forest, and you're on the road at Syracuse. I want to be clear I, I, here. I, honestly, I think they lose these final two games. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really don't have much confidence in this team at all. They don't, they're don't. they not great defensively. They don't have much of a running game. Seems like quarterback might be a musical chair situation going on. They're four and six. They don't have much playing for. I'm going to be real here. My confidence took some real spin zone. Okay. My confidence is the disappointment. And what I mean by that is, uh, like when Dave Clawson talks, when the players talk, you can tell it's eating at them. Yeah. Which is really all you can ask for in a season like this. Right? Don't, Don't get used to it. And you can tell every time they go out there, and, and they get their tails handed to them, they're upset. I'll, I'll tell a, a, a quick story here. Um, I may have even told this story already because it's one of my favorites. Uh, my two-year-old son has one of those little Fisher-Price hoops. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Little, little basketball hoop. Oh, yeah. And my college roommate played college basketball. So, right, he's taking jumpers in, in the, the living room. I'm like, oh, yeah, my buddy would love this. Take a quick video, send it to him. And I send it to him. I'm like, hey, you know, what pointers? What, what what do I need to teach him? Where's where's the format? And he writes back, he gets angry enough after misses, he'll be fine. And I was like, what? So I go back and watch the video, and every time he missed a jumper, he goes, Err! and he and he like does a little flex, like he's mad, my little two-year-old. And I'm like, all right, no, that's actually kind of a good point, right? Like he understands the point of the game and he really doesn't like to lose. He'll be all right. I feel like the college football equivalent of that is is being genuinely upset after a loss. Even if it's a loss where your season isn't going well, you were outplayed, out out physical, you were out talented in some respects, but you're still up there going err and flexing after a loss. That's really all you can ask for. And I did admit that was that was a spin zone. I had to work hard to get to I, that. that was 100%. I, I, I had to work hard to that confidence. Uh, Duke was next up. Confidence and concern. I'll start with my con- uh, concern. Okay. Mike Elko's future in Durham. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, if you play too well, which you never want to be a thing, but uh, he's the betting favorite to win the Texas A&M or win to get the Texas A&M head coaching job. Um, 
I really like most other things are confidence for me. Just about everything else in the building is going in the right direction over the last couple of years since he's been there. Uh, and I'd just be worried about losing some of that sizzle if you lose the guy. So, uh, you know, make sure he knows he loves you. Or you love him, Durham. Uh, my concern is actually the defense getting just worn down. Because we see oftentimes because, especially in the, in the Carolina game this past Saturday, just kind of felt like the defense just got worn down. And defense has kept him in games a lot much of this season, but I feel like with the injuries at quarterback and the lack of sustained offense, at least early in the game against Carolina, the defense is kind of worn down as the game progressed. So I feel like the, and just the amount of defense they've had to play and the defense having to keep the team in it because of injuries on offense, that yeah, the defense is kind of just wearing down. My confidence, and I couldn't think of the right way, like the right word to use. I wrote down versatility. Okay. What I mean is when the offense this year desperately needed the defense, mm -hmm. the defense showed up, right? When when the offense was like, listen, we're going to complete four passes in this game and, and we may get one big run, but we don't have much for you. The defense stepped up and was like, that's all we need. We got you. Against North Carolina, the defense was not able to bottle up UNC. And towards the end of the game, the offense was like, cool, we got you, right? We'll put up 45 points, even though it's in two overtimes. Like, we'll, we'll find a way to carry you for a second. I like that idea, right? You carry us, defense, you carry us as far as you can carry us. And, and when you get tired, we'll take over. And we'll give you what we have. And when we're tired or we're hurt or we're, we're in need of something, we're going to lean on you. So I don't know if it's versatility or if it's picking each other up. I just, I like that kind of dichotomy on their team. Uh, jumping to NC State, Dennis, you go first. What are you concerned oh, yeah, about? We need a confidence, though, right? Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, versatility with my confidence. So we need your confidence. Oh, yeah, you need my first. confidence. You missed your concern. Oh, no, your yeah, concern. Yeah, I did it. I just went first. Yeah, I, I went out of order. Yeah, it's no, my, I did, my, my confidence. Uh, my confidence is that they're going to have the emotional bounce back after having such an emotional loss mm. to UNC in that double overtime. I think this team with, with Mike Elko. I think they're going to have that good response, and they're not going to have that trap game against Virginia like we saw Carolina have. Now let's get to NC State, and let's get back in the right order. Dennis, what are you concerned about? Uh, my concern is that the – much like when MJ Morris took over as the starting quarterback with Brennan Armstrong, like that energy, that little the juice, that little, that little jolt that you get from that, that stuff wears off. Like they can only sustain you for so much. I feel like that jolt is going to wear off. That's my concern. Uh, my concern is – quite simply the passing game when they're playing their best they're throwing for under 150 yards mm -hmm. and i'm just always i'm always worried about a team built that way if they have to come from behind uh, i i if they have to to you know execute a comeback on a team that gets up 14 points early 10 points early or in the first half even i'm always concerned about that i'm not sure they have the juice to to storm back in a game that they they don't start well so that's kind of my concern there what's your confidence Peyton Wilson. That's it. Peyton Wilson. That's 50% of mine. Yep. I, again, I'm always thinking of just a machine. Uh, one of the finalists, by the way, for the National Player, uh, Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah, World, which I saw that. we've been advocating for for mm -hmm. months. Good for uh, him. He's earned that. Mine are the straws that stirred the drinks, which is Peyton Wilson on defense and Casey Concepcion on offense. Okay. I, I like the their – Peyton Wilson has been this way all year, but he's also a, a veteran. Casey Concepcion starting like week four has been this. Uh, consistent. They're making plays every game that change the game. 
and and that is nothing to take for granted and everything to be confident in if you have someone that you can lean on to do that. Uh, final team here, North Carolina off their double OT win against Duke. What are you concerned about? Is the defense going to show up when it matters? Because mine is just the defense. I'll say, but yeah. yeah, but is the defense going to show up when it matters? Because we saw late in that game against Duke, you had a third string true freshman quarterback, Grayson Loftus, moving the ball down the field. Like, wait a second. Like, and you just got cooked one-on-one deep for a game-tying score? Or actually, it was a go-ahead touchdown, I should say, it was, in the yeah. fourth quarter. Uh, Luckily, it was 40 seconds left on the clock or whatever it was. It would have been a game-winning score, not a go-ahead score. Yeah, so nonetheless, is your defense going to show up when it matters? Because in key games, this situ- even last year, I mean, Grayson Loftus mm. almost went full Ben Finley on you. <laughs> Seriously. Did you hear all that shuddering in Chapel Hill? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, if – you literally, if it's not for Noah Burnett making a field goal as time expired, you lose that game. I have the defense for this reason. And questionable missed calls in overtime. Ooh. Uh, I have 31 to UVA, 46 to Georgia Tech, 45 to Duke. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I also wrote Campbell game, which was mixed in there. Uh, not the same. Uh, but even that. Defense took a quarter to wake up. Uh, but 31 to UVA, 46 to, to Georgia Tech, 45 to Duke. Granted, it was overtime. I just I, – those aren't numbers I like coming out of a, a, a defensive program. Uh, and lastly, your confidence for North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, my confidence is the offense because they've only been under tw- under 30 points as a team once this season. Only once this season have they not scored 30-plus points, and that was 27 against UVA. So, yeah, this team's scoring. That's my confidence. Mine's Drake May. Okay, there you go. He made a couple plays that, that put your jaw on the floor uh, in, in, yeah. in that, that win for Duke or against Duke, um, and he's good. Yeah. I forget that that scramble on that fourth down. He had the, where he was in the grasp and he was yeah. spinning around and he flipped it out there. He had another one going to his left. He made a couple other throws. He's good. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Tyler Sneed joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. He is a ECU product, Millbrook High School product, and a member of the Montreal Alouettes who uh, are getting ready to play for the championship of the Canadian Football League in the Grey Cup. Uh, Tyler had 56 catches, 788 yards, five touchdowns this year. Tyler, thank you very much for taking the time to join us. Uh, with you know, Taking away all jinxes, and, and I don't know if you're superstitious, uh, if you if you if you get the win, can we can we expect the Grey Cup back in the Triangle? Can you bring it home? Man, I'll, I'll give it a go. I'll try to. Yes, sir. All right, we 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 want we want to see it. It's it's one of the cooler trophies uh, in football, especially north of the border. Um, yeah. Speaking of north of the border, uh, are you getting used to the Canadian Football League? I I've, I know some people that played up there. That wide open, all the motions. What's it like for a wide receiver getting used to that style of game? Yeah, uh, it's a lot of field. The field's bigger. Um, you go, you get a running start and everything. Um, 
it's a, it's a lot to get used to. It took me a little time, uh, especially when I first got up here in May during camp and stuff. But I've been feeling more and more comfortable with it every day. And, and you know, now I'm really comfortable with it. So, uh, you know, I feel good. And I, I, I like the rules. And I, I like everything, uh, how they how they do it. Well, uh, obviously, you played your, your college ball, as I mentioned, at ECU. Uh, stellar career there. Is the is the goal still to make it stateside and, and, and get a chance at the NFL? How does that process shake out? Obviously, a very big uh, kind of first introduction to the Canadian Football League. Are, are you starting to hear that maybe people are noticing? Um, no, I'm not yet. You know, I'm kind of focused where my feet are at right now. Um, and we'll, we'll see where God takes me on my journey. But um, I've enjoyed my time in Montreal. I'm thankful for them for giving me the opportunity to come up here and play. Um, but, yeah, right now, you know, just focused on winning that Grey Cup and bringing it home. Tyler Sneed, ECU alum with the Montreal Alouettes, as you just heard. He's getting ready uh, to play for the Grey Cup in the Canadian Football League this Sunday. Um, speaking of the NFL, I have to ask, Keaton Mitchell, your, your teammate from ECU, uh, he's he's electric in, in the, you know, just kind of emerging with the Ravens. Are you surprised by anything he's doing from, from your time at uh, ECU? No, I'm not surprised at all. Keaton's been doing this. Um, you know, he's one of the most electric players I've ever played with. So he's been doing an awesome job, um, and I'm glad he's got his opportunity, making the most of it. And uh, does that does that change the way you think maybe of those goals, being like, hey, if he can do it, I can do it too? Uh, you know, um, whatever whatever's in store uh, in my future, whatever God has for me, uh, that's that's where I'll go. But I'm glad to see him doing it, him and uh, Jaquan McMillan. He's mm. another one from ECU. He's been balling. He just had a forced fumble yep. this past uh, Monday night. So both those guys, it's good to see them uh, doing what I what I know they can do. Uh, do you do you get the chance to watch or, or pay attention much to your Pirates this year? Oh yeah, I've been I've been keeping up with them. Uh, we play on Saturdays most times, um, but every game I've been able to watch, I have watched. And uh, if I don't get to watch it, I go through and keep up with it. Do did you uh well then I guess you're aware of obviously big win last weekend against against FAU. Uh what what oh, does yeah. what does your guy Mike Houston have to do to build off that and and turn things around with the Pirates? You know, we just got to finish the year off strong. Um your last week was a good step uh to do that. Um but yeah, no, I know coach. He's a great leader. He taught me a lot and uh I know he'll get all those guys right and I know the guys will buy in um and and, and really uh listen to him and you know turn it around uh is is there you know I, you hear so much and, and you sexually see some of it right guys in in professional locker rooms after a, a big game or something along those lines they they have to wear you know the rivals shirt if they they made that kind of agreement with a teammate uh do you do you take heat in canada from other guys when your team's having a rough season do you have to defend your squad what's it, what's it like in the canadian football league man i'm always going to defend my squad but um no i mean not you don't take too much heat um I haven't really had anybody that's uh, that's played uh, for a team we've played mm. so far that ECU's played against. If if I played with somebody who does, I got a couple Temple guys, but we haven't played Temple. I don't think we play them this year. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure I put a little bet on it, um, and I got <laughs> complete faith in my boys that, that they would handle business and, and do what I know they can do. And last one before we let you go, you're taking on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers this Sunday, 6 p.m. Gray Cup. And for those of you just tuning in, joining us on the Heastore Automotive Group Hotline, it's Tyler Sneed, uh, former ECU and Millbrook High School football player. Uh, Dad played at, at NC State, a little baseball action, so even more connections to the area. Um, yes, sir. When, when, when you're getting ready for a championship game like this one, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, 
What's kind of the, the, the vibe around the team? What's priority number one to get you ready for Sunday? Um, yeah, I know we've been playing good ball, really good ball, especially, uh, this, this playoff run that we're on. Um, and so kind of just the, the goal is to keep doing what we're doing. Um, we know Winnipeg's a good team. You know, they got a good offense, good defense. They've been to the last four great cups. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be a challenge, but you know, everybody in that locker room is ready for a challenge and, and we've kind of accepted them all year. So we just got to go out there, um, perform and play how we know how to play. And, uh, I think we'll be good. All right, we appreciate it. Good luck this weekend, Tyler. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys having me. Once again, that's Tyler Snead joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. I'll tell you what, the the Canadian Football League gets uh gets overlooked sometimes. Tyler Snead is a chance to be a Grey Cup winner. That is uh that is no joke at all. That is uh, that's it's different football, but it's it's good football up there. Like you heard him say, the moving targets or the 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 running starts in the bigger field. One thing I point out always is they get they more have players f- on the field. <laughs> more players on the field. They have five panels on the football rather than four. Like the, I don't know. It, it's I I say it's different football, but it's good football. Not everything translates, but you can have a nice career up there and do do a okay for yourself. One of my favorite players growing up when I was uh, living in Hawaii was a guy by the name of Chad Owens. He had a cup of coffee with the Jaguars. He was a kick returner, undersized wide receiver. He is a legend up there in Canada. Still to this day, he gets brought back for like, uh, you know, um, uh, I don't know, old timers stuff. And and he is wildly celebrated. So, uh, you know, I hope Tyler Sneed and and everything leads him down with his buddies, Keaton Mitchell and and McMillan and everybody in the NFL. But if not, keep balling out. 788 yards, five touchdowns this year with the uh, the Alouettes, chance at a uh, a ring, chance at a great cup. That's, That's all good right there. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.